Welcome back to our New Star Sports Agency podcast. We have added in an educational wellbeing segment called New Star Wellbeing to the podcast series. The first area of focus is finance. We will cover off budgeting, how to buy a house, and other investment options. Hope you enjoy the series. Welcome to our financial podcast series. Um, today, once again, we've got Ethan Asiwa from Money Empire Financial Advisor um, to assist us with uh, sorting out a couple of changes that happened recently to the ability to be able to buy a property. So, Issa, can you uh, welcome, mate? Can you talk us through some of those rules that have changed recently, which affects um, home buyers and particularly our, our clients? Yeah, so you know, to all to all the listeners that are out there that are still keen on property, I think you've just really got to first of all strip it back and understand why um, these rule changes have come about. And um, you know, if you think back to how dormant the property market was and everything to do with property around COVID last year, to then um, fast forwarding out of COVID around sort of June, July, August in New Zealand, um, there was a lot of unknowns. But what it did also do was uh, boost the property market even more than we expected. Um, We weren't expecting a decline. There was a shortage of properties and shortage of housing prior to COVID. Um, That was only um, uh, highlighted even more of a fact coming out of COVID. So then all of a sudden there was a crazy run in the market and people that were smart enough to purchase this time last year um, have done very, very well from property. Hence the government's um, intervening to sort of claw that back a bit and um, bring it, bring in some measures to ultimately help the first home buyer. And I think that's really key through all of this. Um, you know, I think it's very unlucky um, and, un- and unfortunate that I guess investors are targeted in this instance. You know, we speak to a lot of different um, property gurus and property um experts and they all tell us the same thing tell the government to leave the property market alone um, they say the property market automatically corrects itself in behind the scenes with all the factors over long periods so when you talk to people like Ashley Church um, without even bringing politics into it he says let the property market correct itself um, but in saying that they have brought in some changes and you know it's specifically targeted unfortunately at investors and you take it one step further, you know, 80% of uh, property investors in New Zealand only have one property. And that's uh, everyday mums and dads that have done really, really well. So for it to impact them um, is quite unfortunate. But I think one of the main ones through all of this was the capital gain tax um, and what that looks like. So, um, you know, under the government's proposed house ruling changes, um, if you acquired a property before March 27th of 2021, um, you are sort of exempt from some of this. But if you actually look at what the capital gains tax is, um, if you now purchase a property, um, investment property, you've got to hold it for at least 10 years to not be stung with capital gains tax. And that's an increase from five years. So um, again, there's some sort of loopholes in this, but for many many investors, you know, um, if you're gonna hold it long-term, which we encourage a lot of people to do, which can encourage all the guys out there um, to do also. Um, it is a long-term game at the end of the day, but you know, capital gains tax, it used to be five years, it's now 10 years, and that's been implemented um, as of immediately, really. 
Um, I guess the other side to it is the tax deductibility side. And again, under the government's proposed housing rolling changes, if you acquired a property um, before 27th of March this year, you can still claim um, the interest on your loan um, on the investment property. Um, but this is going to be phased out over the next four, well, five tax years, really. Um, and without complicating things too much, like uh, the interest uh, component of a loan is one of the most expensive things without with, uh, with owning a, a mortgage, uh, having a mortgage and owning a property, and you used to be able to claim that back against your personal tax rate. Um, that's going to be now put on like a sliding scale. So you can still, if you had purchased a home prior to 27th, of this year, you could um, you can claim back 100% of it this year, 75% the following, 50%, 25% until um, after four year in four years time you won't be able to claim back. So that's technically a significant difference. Um, to all listeners out there that are buying investment properties um, or buying more properties and want to look at it from the long term, how does this affect you? Um, probably not massive a lot of you guys out there a lot of people that are listening to this are professional sports people that um, probably don't need to live off the rental income from their properties right now um, so that's something you factor in uh, through all these changes who does it impact the radically like straight away it's all the people that are sort of living off their investment property and um, around the rental income and the like so you know, you look at someone um, that's probably neutrally geared or slightly positively geared, if they're going to have to pay, I don't know, an extra six grand a year per property, then that's going to directly impact their uh, cash flow. So, you know, if you're looking at it from a long-term game, you're still keen to get into property, you know, unfortunately, at the end of the day, you have to pay tax on most good things. Um, so from, you know, a real holistic or long, long-term point of view, I'd rather own three or four properties and still pay tax on them that, than own no properties at all. Um, other significant changes, I guess, for first-time buyers, especially first-time buyers in New Zealand, um, you know, the income caps for first-time buyer grants, um, they're increased uh, based off your income. So if your income was, uh, has, say, 85 grand or less, you used to be able to use that. That's now been increased to 95 grand for a single buyer or um, sort of a household income of 150 grand. So they're trying to encourage the help of... Um, first-time buyer grants for uh, first-time buyers. And sort of, you know, prior to these rule changes, there was um, house price caps. Um, again, people laughed. Auckland used to be a 650 price uh, cap on it. It's been increased to 700,000. And again, good luck if you're finding a property in Auckland for under 700,000. But it's, it's helped throughout the other regions around New Zealand. Um, the fact that you can make use of those grants if you're under a cap that's been lifted in, in other regions maybe, then it definitely comes into play. So, you know, there is significant changes. Um, capital gains tax is sort of already in place. Um, there's a lot of other thing to be aware of. There's a lot of other things that are still proposed and that still have to be pushed through government into real legislation. And until that happens um, and until that time happens, then... Um, I would obviously stay status quo or keep leaning towards your goals first and foremost because, you know, even if there was a, a significant government change uh, next time around, then a lot of these things are going to change again. So, you know, I pull it back to what Ashley Church says. He says there's a lot of corrections, but often just keep doing what you're doing and trying to acquire property if that's something that you're keen on. Thank you, Issa. Um, 
around the RVR side of things, is is that changed or altered um, significantly with the the banks that you're dealing with? Yep. So again, the the banks sort of react to what a lot the happens uh, and the government brings in and. They all have to fall under the RBNZ or Royal Bank of New Zealand rules. Um, what that means is if you are now a property investor, then you are at 60% LVR, meaning you need a 40% deposit to buy an investment property on existing property. So, you know, existing, a, mean. A, existing mean, you know, not a new build and not something off the plans. So if it's an existing home, beautiful, you know, 1920s bungalow in great parts of Hamilton, you if you're buying that, you're going to need a 40% deposit, um, which is a huge amount. Again, there's some little loopholes. Uh, remember, all this is targeted to help first-home buyers. Um, and, you know, if you can, the loopholes are, you can buy a brand new property off the plans um, if the completion date is reasonable, say within six months. You can buy a new build with a 20% deposit. So then what have all the investors done? They've gone, hey, well, 40% is a huge chunk. I want to still buy why don't I buy an investment property off the plan? So again, you know, you've got to get some really good advice around all of this, get some really good legal advice. Um, you know, but this is purely my opinion at the end of the day. Like, you know, if that is something you'd want to investigate more, then there's, uh, there's good reason to, if you are looking to buy more property and do it in the right ways. And the banks, the banks rules change a lot also in the timing of those. Um, so for instance, there's one bank already that, um, have changed their offshore earning or offshore income uh, serviceability to fall in line with the 20% deposit on investment properties. So if, for instance, you banked with them and were main bank clients and it fit the bill already, you may be able to buy um, a new build in New Zealand with a 20% deposit, even being based offshore. So again, it's, it's a bit of a moving target, but there's definitely... Um, it's definitely room to just keep trying to acquire more property if that's what you're keen on. So I, I think a little bit I'm hearing from you is also important to, because of these rules, not run away from the property space is actually to engage and get good advice around your situation and what you can and can't do. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've, I've already seen some people sell up, sell up two properties thinking, oh, it's time to get out of the market. It's time to get out. Like that's probably that knee-jerk reaction of uh, reacting to what's on in the media. Um, the media often, you know, we know, sell uh, bad news stories because that's what brings in um, the likes and the news. So, you know, I definitely seek advice from all avenues, whether it's your accountant, whether it's a mortgage broker, whether it's your solicitor, understand what you're wanting to do and the timeframes around everything and then putting a good plan in place, really. Um, no point just reacting uh, to a situation. It's always good just to get some rock solid advice. Cool. Thank you. Is there, um, in terms of anyone want to reach out to you, mate, or one of the advisors at Money Empire, what's the best way to get in contact? Yeah, jump on the moneyempire.co.nz uh, website. Um, good team of advisors here, young, uh, really willing to work, really willing to think outside the box to help people out. Um, you know, it's not a short-term focus for us. We're definitely uh, in it for the long term and want uh, clients coming back uh, year on year to actually achieve those financial goals. Thank you, Issa. Much appreciated.